0: Hello everybody and welcome to a special Lords of Life podcast. I'm Benji Schaumburg and I'm privileged and honored to be here at the Maslow Hotel for the African Women's Movement official launch. The African Women's Movement is a volunteer-driven non-profit company funded by women professionals in South Africa. It aims to connect women to opportunities for success in their professional and personal lives. The African Women's Movement Organization currently has over 300 specialists including 62 CAs, 32 doctors, 25 engineers, 30 lawyers, 40 entrepreneurs and 2 actuaries, and is in fact growing by the day. So in a few minutes, 300 powerful, success driven and highly talented women will walk through these doors. So my first guest is Meliswa Makoteli. What brings you here to this to this amazing women's launch? Um,
1: well, it's interest, I guess. I want to find out what it's about. I want to know how I can get involved or how I can benefit. And yeah, it's curiosity. Like, yeah,
0: definitely. And obviously, one of the big speakers is an advocate herself. Do you know a lot about her?
1: No, not really.
0: Okay, no problem. Well, you'll learn. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a great evening. So I'm standing here with the beautiful Lebohang Chaka with an absolutely... Please describe what this is. It's, it's full of... It's a, the African... It's the continent. It's amazing. We're, and then the buttons match it. It's just lovely. Please, please tell us more about it.
2: Look at my ego. <laughs> no. um, well, about two... Three years ago, I decided that I was going to change my dress code and every day I was going to wear something African because I believe that um, I am an African woman and I should embody that in everything that I do. I'm I'm a Pan-Africanist speaker. I speak on African issues. So every single one of my dresses, pants, whatever it is, earrings, is inspired by the continent and my love for it.
0: Well, yeah, you're doing a great job tonight. Let me just add that. Um, we, As I met you, I said Cheryl Sandberg, her book Lean In, and you made a joke. You're like, lean in, I'm leaning in. I was like, I didn't quite get you, but now I do get you. But in her book, she says, women must be confident, fierce negotiators. What traits are common to influential women in business?
2: I think the one thing that's common, um, and I talk about it from a perspective that I'm a a business advisor with a background of management consulting, so I've worked a lot with C-Suite. And I find that the one trait or some of the traits that women have is the fact that they are able to build a network. There's an invisible Power network that exists in, in in corporate, you know, decisions are not made, you know, they're not made in the normal places. You know, it's being able to build that network that you know, and you literally have a board of your own board of directors where you know that this person is gonna. Um, help you with this in your organization this person is going to help you with skills this person is going to help you with visibility so i think um for you to be a successful business woman it's about understanding your network and understanding who can do what for you in your network because um skill is something that we all have but then how do you market that because you're also a product
0: definitely and that's what brings you here i mean the whole reason of african women's movement is women's sisterhood together uniting networking and getting the best result possible
2: Yes, that is what brings me here. I'm very passionate about it, and I was very happy to come on board to support the ladies because um, women traditionally don't network. You know, they sort of get into a room and then they start talking about drab things, you know, and they complain about their boyfriends and all sorts of things. And this is really um, a movement that I stand by because women are purposely saying, "Let's give each other economic opportunities. Let's lift each other up. Let's not wait for men. Let's stop complaining. Let's do it ourselves." And I'm very much about self-leadership and self-empowerment. And this movement, for me, represents represents that because women stand up on their own and they lift each other up they don't wait for anybody to do it for
0: them definitely great words there. and so far you're the best dressed but uh, we'll <laughs> wait to see what happens
2: <laughs> no comment <laughs>
0: thank you have a good one so i've just caught up with ruweda musa and she is a ca and life coach and cfo of the aw the African women's movement my question to you well thank you so much for taking time out to chat to me my question to you I found uh, during research Discovery Foundation Chairman Vincent Mapai believes that the starting point should focus on changing the male mindset towards women in business so what advice being a chartered accountant which is a predominantly male uh, dominated industry what advice can you give young graduates to just overcome that male chauvinism that they might uh, uh, face in the office
3: Uh, Good evening, Benji. Thank you very much for the question. Uh, My name is Ruweda. So to answer your question, I definitely agree with the fact that women do not currently hold uh, majority stakeholdings in any of the companies, be it CFO or CEO positions. Uh, Being a woman empowerment life coach, honestly, my advice would be to the women, be unapologetically yourself. Go out there. You don't need to prove yourself. You do not need to apologize for being a mother and a wife and having a lot more responsibility than your male counterpart in terms of when I say a lot more responsibility, particularly in the household. And I'm sure all women listening to me right now uh, would, would, would echo with me on that point. So be unapologetically you because you have the power within yourself to be the CFO, and the CEO of any corporate company in South Africa. Thank you very much.
0: So while I still have you, great advice there, by the way. I just read a stat that's uh, from McKinsey and Company that seven uh, women on the board earn 17% less than their male counterparts. Why do you think this is so?
3: Personally, being the chartered accountant and the financial background that I have, I think it's because women don't ask for more. That's it. We accept what we get. Um, that's the title. That's your salary package. And we gladly and shyly say, thank you very much. And we walk out of the door. Whereas the men on the other hand go in with a bigger deal, a bigger chunk and say, I'm sorry. This is my worth. This is my value. Take it or leave it. So my advice to you women out there, you choose the number. Don't allow them to dictate the number to you. Golden advice. Thank you so much so
0: I got the attention of Mbalin Korsi who runs her own media company and then she was a bit nervous to chat to me so then we uh, got her friend uh, Lasejo Poyer she also owns her own entertainment business so I just want to know from you guys what what challenges did you face uh, getting out of college, out of university into the corporate world?
4: I think the number one challenge for me is a lack of mentorship. I think it's very important as a young person who's coming up who needs a mentor that has gone through the process and growth of being where they are to come and, and, and share their thoughts their their ideas and challenges with us so that they prepare us for the road that is that is ahead in the in the corporate space yeah.
0: most definitely most definitely. you want to add to that Bali I
4: think we-
5: me, because um, especially because I grew up um, reading Destiny magazine, you know, we as women, are a lot of the times, we don't take pride in um, empowering and educating ourselves as we should, especially because we know that there's already a gender division and we have to work extra hard to be noticed. And I feel that a lot of women these days, especially our age, want to take shortcuts. And yet, I feel that government now is really coming to the fore and opening up those opportunities where they're trying to um, integrate women. Um, even like black women, even, um, in companies. So the opportunities, the door for the opportunities are there, but I don't think that we're grabbing them as much as we should. And I think, as Le said, the lack of mentorship as well. I don't think we have enough female role models um, or ones that want to give like there are those but they're not enough with the amount of young women coming out of uh, varsity I think that there isn't enough uh, of the ones who are established doing something for the ones who want to come into the corporate uh, culture and so it's very difficult to get into that culture firstly to get noticed and then secondly trying to be taken seriously and then finding someone who believes in you and then you still have to work extra hard for your manager to actually think that you are valuable so I think women have to work extra hard. I think that we need a lot of more, a lot of events like these where women come together and they can share ideas and they can empower each other, where we influence and push each other into spaces that we should be occupying. So we should have more of these uh, programs. And I'm glad that I'm seeing Destiny magazines flying around because I feel that's one company I think that's really doing something great for women and um, showcasing that they are more than their bodies, but we have brains and we've got so much to give to the country as well.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much. So big shout out to Destiny Magazine and obviously the African women's movement. And to you ladies, you're looking lovely. Have a great evening.
5: Thank you so much. So much.
0: Cheers. Thanks. So I just caught up here with Sibongile Ramatebela. So I've read in, um, Cheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook. She stated that um, women don't value their worth. And obviously, being an accountant, how do you feel? And what advice can you give to women to actually value their worth and um, get out there and just be, be who they are and succeed?
6: Um, that's true. In the accounting field, it's a very white male dominated industry so being a black female is one of those you need to push twice as hard everything you need to do twice as hard you know when it comes to your studies when you're in university you don't really feel it as much as you do when you get into corporate so when you get into corporate South Africa you know what hold your head up high more than anything people are gonna say what they have to say but for you let your work speak for itself when your work starts to speak for itself you know what? that's minus one for you you know but above all else keep your head up high keep pushing keep doing you, you know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it you can't do it you no know, keep pushing
0: perfect thank you so much and enjoy the night
6: thank you very
4: much
0: so I've just uh, caught up with Tia with Kerozi. She's a fashion and accessory brand owner, which is a, quite a competitive industry. How do you succeed in the industry that, especially being a female with all the competition? What, what advice can you give and, and how can people succeed in such a, a high demand industry?
6: So what is necessary is for you to actually find the gap within the market, which is what I believe I have done. So my accessories are not just your standard accessories. Yes, they do cater for your African queens, which is basically our tagline, which caters for the modern day African goddess. But what is special about our brand as well is the fact that we make accessories that are friendly to your skin as well and for an affordable price. So it's not just a matter of you know, providing every, you know, any accessory that you can find in every other shop, but we also custom make uh, accessories. So if a client, for example, has a wedding and they'd like something done for them, we do that. For corporate clients as well, they'd like to say thank you to their clients for coming through, we, we do that as well. So that's basically our niche. So I think to be able to survive within the competitive environment is to find a place where you're, meti- where you're meeting, rather, a need.
0: And how did you find a Gap in the Market?
6: So for me, it was actually a personal personal thing, so to speak, because I have quite sensitive skin, and I was looking for something that would, you know, accommodate my skin and not be expensive as well. So then I started making my own accessories, and seeing that people were interested, and then I started actually building the brand from there.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, and uh, have a lovely evening.
6: Thank you so much for your time.
0: Great. Thank you. I just uh, on the corner of my eye I bumped into Makoto Mabote, who is a human resources business partner, and the reason, obviously, because she's doing a great work with her company, obviously. But uh, I spotted your dress, and just 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 ex- describe to me more about it. It's it's orange, it's blue, it's every colour of the rainbow. Just tell me more about it.
7: Um, well, I've had it for quite some time now, but I liked it because of the African print, um, which is obviously uh making it it's not making it come back it's just bigger than it was before so um yeah i loved it because of the print i love how bright it is i love that it flatters my figure um,
0: definitely
7: i yeah, know that's very important so um yeah that's basically it i just i love the colors
0: great yeah i know it's very good dress and we we i've interviewed a few ladies so there's a lot of competitors but you are up there with uh, some of the best and uh what brings you to this uh african women's movement
7: I think um, I read about, um, you know, the launch that was taking place today and I thought this is such a wonderful platform. I love it when women get together to uplift and empower other women. So, um, you know, events like this and organizations like this, I'm more than willing to always support. So, yeah, I'm excited. When women get together, we do amazing things. So, yeah.
0: It's a great cause, well-dressed, and have a good night.
7: Thank you so much.
0: No problem. Thanks so when i had my first guest melissa she was uh, still warming up to the event now she's got some food in the belly or happy smiles so i've got a question for her jacob zuma all the time said last year on women's day that he wants to penalize companies that do not hire women should there be a law in place or is there a law in place uh to to make this happen and and if there is a law would it make you affect your worth as a woman
1: I think um, what I can say to that is that we already have the Equality Act that actually mandates all the companies, government to have 50%. But I think more what is at play here is the fact that we need to consider What is it that women want before we make laws on their behalf? Because what if I want to stay home and look after my kids? Um, Will I still be given the right? The argument, though, that I want to make is if I do get to work, will I be given services that protect me? So that's the labor law I want to institute, that there must be a daycare. There must be all the services that may cater for me so that when I'm the CEO, I'm able to just sneak out and take care of my child. That's the act I would enact. Thank you.
0: Well, if anyone's listening, put that act in place. You heard it from here. So I'm sitting in the corner with uh, Tokozo Kumalo, very quiet, and she thought she'd get away from the Cliff Central microphone, but how wrong she was. She does sustainability research in banking, is that correct?
8: Banking, yes. I'm I'm in the banking industry, and I, I look at basically the social and environmental impacts to the particular bank I work for, and basically sustainability is just about the role of business in society and the impact that business has on society and understanding what your stakeholders think about how you behave as a, as a business.
0: So that's very, very interesting and a lot of bankers, uh, as I've, I've asked a lot of women this question tonight, it's a male dominated career, how do you feel being a female um, in this industry?
8: Well, it, I think it depends on also which areas in banking. I think some of the areas, such as the one I'm in, there is a lot of uh, women that have come up in the industry, and it, well, I suppose it's because the social side of things tends to really appeal to women a lot. So I, in general, I don't find that to be an issue in terms of that barrier or some sort of a glass ceiling in this particular area of banking, that is to say.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for your time and have a great evening. Thank you. And nice necklace, by the way.
8: Oh, thank you very much.
0: (laughs) No problem. Thank you. So I'm here with uh, Cleopatra Koopman, HR business partner. And my question to you is, when did you decide that you wanted to be in HR? What what, what motivated you? What was your reason for getting into HR?
7: So I didn't choose HR for myself. I, I really believed that it was a calling. Um, And by saying it's a calling, I've been placed in positions of um, influence to help a lot of women find um, employment. I've been placed in a position where I can assist families to better their lives by, by offering them an income suitable for their needs. Um, why am I in HR? I still don't know. But the one thing I can say is I know that I'm in it because I have been influenced to change lives of women around South Africa.
0: Lovely. That's good. Last question. I know you want to run away, but it's all good. Um, I've, I've read that women often get paid less than, uh, than males in the corporate world. What, what, how can this change and will it change?
7: I think it will change. It will change with... When women realize what they bring to the table, it is not necessarily in the, in the difference between digits in what we earn, but it's about realizing that you have so much to offer and really taking, um, I think, stride in just having a seat at the table, proving to people that it can be done, male or female.
0: Lovely. Thank you so much. Sorry for pulling you away from your friend.
7: <laughs> no problem. Thank
0: you. Have a good one. I'm here with So Becca Tsukodella, which is Community Schemes Ombudsman Service Facilitators Manager. I don't even know if I got that right. It's really a mouthful. Can you just explain what that does? What what that job entails?
1: Okay, it's Community Schemes Ombuds Service. It's an ombudsman's office. Um, it's, um, it's a public office from the Human Settlement, or it's a public entity from the Human Settlement. We basically deal with. Um, with disputes from the community schemes. Your community schemes would be your home associations, your um, your complexes where you get townhouses, cluster houses, whatever you want to call them, um, like your retirement villages, whatever disputes that homeowners will have. That's what we are dealing with or our office is dealing with.
0: Oh, very interesting stuff. You learn new things every day, and it sounds like what you're doing is helping people and communities, so good work on that.
1: Yes, thank you very much.
0: Perfect. Enjoy the launch. Thank you. Cool. Nomsa Louisa here. She is the manager of reward and performance project at Barclays Bank, and the main reason we are at the African Women's Movement launch is because of women in business. How important is it to have women in business?
1: I think we've all seen the stats, uh, that it makes business sense, because ultimately, whether you're married or not, or in a committed relationship, you do control the purse strings, and very few husbands make that purchasing decision without consulting their wives, and similar to boyfriends, whether they like to admit it or not, so if you are in business, you are first and foremost targeting women and targeting ladies, so it makes sense to have them in your business um, structures and your formal structures. Um, so I'm really looking forward to tonight and I'm hoping we can pick up some tips because I still think the barrier to us getting into business is access to finance and also we're still shy about typical men owned businesses. So I'm looking forward to getting some inspiration from the ladies tonight, finding out how they broke down the barriers so that we can also tap into the pie. I do believe the pie is big enough for everyone and I'm hoping we can all tap in and grab even if it's just a slice tonight.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much. I have a good night tuki moabi here in the colors of south africa we've got red we've got the shoes which are yellow we've got the earrings which match the shoes so you can clearly see that it's really all coming together here and uh, she is an entrepreneur events and nanny agency so what made you get into uh, creating a nanny agency
8: well, hi, thank you. Um, firstly, it's because I'm a married woman and, um, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a work, I'm a, a career woman and I've got children of my own. And whether we like it or not, uh, there's only 24 hours in a day for everyone. And it's impossible for you to go to work, do focus 100% at your job, go back and focus on your husband and your children and attend all the kids events. So that's why I decided that every woman is a helper. We, 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 I cannot, um, be in 10 places at the same time and if there's another woman who's willing to do this at a certain fee then why not
0: definitely simple and uh, very no, i like how you've coordinated everything yeah so have a great evening and well done on your business
8: thank you very much i'm sure i'm gonna have a great time thank you
0: you will thank you cheers Lebo Makora alongside me. She is an accountant trainee at Deloitte. What challenges are you facing already? Obviously, sorry, I know it's very rude to ask a lady your age, but I assume you're pretty young. Yes, 25. 25. 25. So so what challenges up till now have you faced being a woman in in an accounting firm?
4: Well, um, Actually, being a black young female is my biggest challenge. Actually, finding my voice within a big audit firm. That's the current challenges that I'm facing. But at Deloitte, luckily, they do have support structures. They give us a, like a chance to actually show that we are worthy, we're capable and everything. And I'm actually grateful for the opportunities, you know, working with big companies that I would never actually, you know, walk in front of a CFO and say, hi, how are you doing? So with Deloitte, I've been given the opportunity to do that.
0: Definitely, and I've read um, that uh, women in accounting firms in big companies, they don't actually get their say. Do you feel that this is true with you?
4: Definitely, definitely. I agree. I I do agree because most of us actually, you feel like you're part of the crowd and you don't belong and there's like a big crowd and somebody above you is higher and has much more, you know, say. But here in in accounting, basically in in one of the big four firms, you do have a voice. You do, like I said, you can walk up to a CFO and say, this is what I found in your company. Let's talk. Let's see what's the solution going forward. So I feel like it's it's not really much of a problem where I am right now. I do have an opportunity.
0: (laughs) Good, I'm glad, and all the best with your future.
4: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I'm right here next to Takale Masheko, and she's going to tell us why she's actually here at the African Women's Movement.
2: Hi. Um, I actually wanted to see this great movement that is so passionate about advancing women's causes. And um, I also like their five tenets and the values that say they're pro-success, pro-women, and they are a group of professionals that support one another. So it felt like I'm at home. It felt like I'm gravitating towards my tribe because I also believe in those three tenets that they stand up for. Yeah.
0: Great. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck with everything that you do and uh, all the best.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So I've been waiting the entire night to speak to the lady that made all of this possible. Referewe Matensha, the founder of the African Women's Movement. Eventually, after all the speakers have left and the attendees are at home with their loved ones, I would love to take this opportunity to ask you a few brief questions. My first question is, what was the highlight of the launch for you? What can the attendees take out of the launch? And what is in the pipeline for the African Women's Movement going forward?
9: For me, the highlight of the launch was just seeing the numbers pour in. Man, we 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 had said that we'd like about a three hundred professional women to show up, but at the time we were just throwing a number. We 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 knew that we've got a following of over three hundred and uh, we've got a database of over three hundred. But you know, with events, you never know. So, we, when we saw people just pouring in, for us, we knew that we were onto something great. And uh, we knew that the event was just going to be phenomenal. If the attendees had to take one thing from this launch is to always believe in yourself and follow through with your dreams. I mean, the executive committee and I had this dream of having a launch in March. We didn't know how it was going to happen, but uh, it happened and it turned out so much greater than we had anticipated. I mean, Miss South Africa also mentioned that um, before she could get the title, she tried to for it six times so uh, it just goes to show that with persistence with uh, perseverance and dedication and commitment you really can achieve your de- your dreams what is in the pipelines for AWM is just to keep inspiring more women to follow their dreams more women to have a positive mindset more women to network effectively, more women to uh, acquire better leadership skills or improve in the ones that they have. So, we are planning on uh, growing the brand across South Africa and ultimately across Africa and beyond. Another highlight is that we trended at number one at the event. I mean, that was so exciting for us. So, so super exciting to have hashtag AWM launch. Just be number
0: one in Tita. Rafiowe, thank you very much for inviting me to this launch. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to such motivated, driven, and confident women who have taught me a lot tonight about woman empowerment and self-belief. We will most definitely keep in contact, and I can't wait to have you back on the show in the near future. Lastly, a big thank you to Gary Hertzberg and the Cliff Central team for allowing me this incredible opportunity to attend this launch. Thanks for listening. I'm Benji Schaumburg and this was the Laws of Life.
9: Cliffcentral.com.